On today's episode, we are talking about the best ways to simplify your Disney vacation. This is episode 113 of Simplifying the Magic. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Simplifying the Magic. My name is Megan, and I'm here with Jess. Hello. Thanks for listening to us today. I am so excited, Jess. You are going away so soon. (laughs) Tomorrow's the big day. (laughs) So awesome. So you head down tomorrow and then the cruise is Thursday, right? Correct. Yep. So I guess when this uh, goes live, I will be getting ready to board the ship. (laughs) So exciting. And it's four nights, right? Five nights. Four nights. Yes. Four nights. Yes. So I'm super pumped. And my plan is to do some live updates while I'm there. So next week will be... um, an episode all about that. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear about it. I'm yeah, so excited be, for you it'll guys. It'll be fun. But um, you just got back from a little weekend away. I did. Yeah, we did a long weekend in Florida. And so we were there for to visit our my in-laws and my parents. And we went to the 12 hours of Sebring like we always do, which is that car race that I've talked about before. And we spent the night in Sarasota on our last night, which was really awesome. I wish it had been a little warmer day, but I can't really complain because the other two days that we were there were absolutely gorgeous. Um but yeah, it was great. It was a, my first time flying into Sarasota Airport, and it's a very cute little airport. Yeah. So um, I don't know if I've ever been to Sarasota. Super, and super easy. Um, I love the town. It's definitely a place that John and I are considering um, when we get a little bit older. So okay. um, to maybe live. So yeah. I um, I'm, I like exploring it when we get the chance. So. Yeah, getting more of a feel for it. How far is that from um, Orlando? A couple hours, I think. Okay. Cool. So not too bad. Yeah. Kind of can get in. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but I am a little tired today cause we just traveled all day yesterday. And so getting back in the groove of, you know, going back to school and getting back to work totally. and all that. So it's well, kind just of my in, Monday <laughs> in the last month, you have been away more than you've been at your home. So it's, it's understandable that that's starting to take its toll. <laughs> it's crazy. I was thinking about it. I've literally traveled five times this year already. Wow. In 2023, and it's not even April. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. So I do have nothing on the docket at the moment until August, which I mean, I might plan something else. But for now, it's not till August. So I, I have a little time. Catch your breath. Yeah. <laughs> time to get back in the groove. Yeah. Anyhow, well, today we're talking all about Disney because it's actually kind of been a while. We've been it like really has. universal and cruises and all that. So we're going to get back to our our true love and share some awesome travel hacks to help simplify your next Disney vacation. Yeah. So where shall we start? Should we talk about the crowds? Because I know that's been a hot topic lately. Yes. Prime (laughs) spring break time. The crowds are definitely there. So yeah, let's, let's give some tips on that. So um, the first tip would absolutely be to rope drop. So if you are staying on property, that gives you 30 minutes um, of extra park time. And I highly suggest you take that even if you don't, as soon as the park opens to you get there. Um, It really makes such a huge difference and get there even before the park is actually supposed to be open at least 30 minutes or so, because people will already be there and in line and ready to rope drop. So yeah, um, you want to be at the front of those lines if possible. Uh, But it really helps you get some of the big ticket rides in early. 
Yeah. Another thing along those lines is take a break when the lines are the longest. So not Mm -hmm. everybody can get their act together and get to the park early. A lot of people come in more at like 10, 11, noon. So that's a great time for the early birds to like step back and have lunch or go back to the hotel or, you know, just sort of slow down their pace a little bit. So keep that in mind that that's definitely the peak of the day. Yeah. That's what we certainly do myself. Um, so another one is not to visit magic kingdom on a Monday because a lot of people come and travel on the weekend. So their arrival day is like Sundays. A lot of people go Sunday to Sunday. So that's going to be the first park for a lot of people and therefore will be a busier park on a Monday than others. Isn't that weird? I never really thought about that before, but it totally makes sense. Like yeah. I, yeah. And then I'd say the next busiest is probably Friday for the same reason that people generally begin or end their trip with Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. Yep, for sure. So do a Wednesday. <laughs> I avoid um, it on the weekends like the plague. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another thing that I think we've mentioned before is if you are a fan of the Festival of Fantasy Parade, as much as it's great to see it right at the hub with the castle in your background, um, it is far, far, far less crowded. If you head over to Frontierland. you don't need to get there tons early. There's plenty of space and, um, it's still a great parade from there too. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, the next one is to go left. So that goes for a lot of things. It goes for when you're entering security in the parks, when you're going to scan your magic band or your ticket to get in, for some reason, people tend to go right. I don't know. It's like innately human to do that for some reason. I actually always go left because I'm a lefty. So I, was I just like gonna the left say, side. <laughs> you read my mind. I'm like, oh, but you're left-handed. Are you left already? <laughs> I am. So it actually is easier for me to not to think about. But, um, but yeah. And also in the park, like go to Adventureland instead of going to Tomorrowland. For some reason, once again, people just go to the right. So it definitely helps. That's a good one. Um, If you are feeling like the lines are just too long in the park, remember that so many attractions have single rider lines. And Mm -hmm. this is a really great way to hop on a ride quick. I think the best one for that is um, either Everest or Test Track. Um, yeah, for sure. Test Track is like it's three and three, so there's so there's so often an extra seat, so you get on pretty quick when you're in the single rider line for that. So you can save yourself a good forty five minutes. Yeah, but do be aware that they will very most definitely break up your party if you are in line with other yeah. people that you know. Um, I th- they do it on purpose because they don't want people abusing the single rider line. So that makes you know, sense. Makes sense. One single rider line that I do not think is great is the rock and roller coaster. No, (laughs) for some reason that still takes a long time. Yeah. And I've had some, yeah, I've waited a long time for that one in the past. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why, but, um, another one is that rides operate past closing time. So as long as you get in line, like right before the park closes, you can wait in that line. So you might as well take advantage and get one of those rides in at that time. I've done that for rise of the resistance before. Um, yeah. cause typically speaking right at park closing, the lines will be less long. So it, it can work to your advantage. And I do wonder if sometimes Disney inflates the wait times posted right before park close to sort of deter you they from do. this hack. <laughs> um, so even if it says, you know, 50 minutes, 
it probably won't be that long. So give it a try. (laughs) Usually not so bad. Another thing that's great to do right before the park closes is shop. So um, it it can be a little bit crowded in the stores at that time, but it's a great way to stay in the park a little bit longer and you avoid the congestion and hassle of sometimes getting on the Disney transportation to get back Mm -hmm. to your resort. Yeah. Sometimes it's better than waiting in those lines after a long day because that's no fun for anybody. For sure. All right. Shall we move on to some dining hacks? Yes. Um, so as we know, dining reservations open before your trip and as of right now, and has been for a while, it's 60 days ahead of time and you can do it for the length of your vacation. As long as you're staying no more than 10 days. So it's 60 days plus 10. That's if you are staying on Disney property, not if you are not staying on Disney property. So, and sometimes it's a little awkward with the Swan and Dolphin resorts. Mm -hmm. Um, you sometimes have to call those in, but they should still work. It's just a little trickier. That's all. But basically you're not going to get a reservation if you don't do it at 60 days out for the hard to get ones. So make sure you do that. Yeah. And if you put something that's harder to get at the end of your trip, you're getting it further than 60 days out, increasing your chances. For sure. Always try to do those harder to get reservations later on in your vacation. Yeah. And now this next tip is one that we just used recently in our last little weekend together. So we wanted to have dinner at uh, City Works in Disney Springs, and we just weren't getting the reservation time we wanted on the Disney app. So Jess remembered to check open table and was able to snag the time we wanted. So for sure, for Disney Springs restaurants, there's a lot of them on there at open table. Yeah. This will not help you for in the park restaurants at all, but um, restaurants, I know for sure that Morimoto is also on there. Um, I forget there's a few others, um, but it's definitely helpful if it's a reservation that you might want. So, um, you could also check for off time. So maybe eat at like three o'clock in the afternoon or 11 o'clock in the morning for lunch. Um, if you don't mind eating at off times, then that could be a way to get your harder to get reservations. Yeah. Another thing that's helpful is splitting up really large groups. It can be really challenging to get, I'd say groups maybe bigger than six um, Mm -hmm. for reservations. So what you can do is divide it into, you know, two parties of four or six or whatever, depending on your group size. And if you get those reservations within, you know, maybe 15 minutes of each other, there's not a guarantee that you'll be combined or near each other, but it's always worth a shot to ask when you check in. So it, it may increase your odds of all being together. Yeah. It's not guaranteed, but I have had good luck in my, my experience with that. So you never know. Yep. Um, if you're planning to mobile order, um, I, we highly recommend that you do that at, at the beginning of the day because popular eating times will get snagged up. So I know for, um, what's it called? Why can't I think of Woody's lunchbox? Woody's lunchbox. Thank you. <laughs> That's that, always the one that I think of first. Yeah. yeah I, my brain. Um, but yes, that one I know for sure gets their like times are crazy. So like you want to pick a time way out from when you're actually wanting to eat. So yeah. yeah. Schedule when your lunch will be. It's almost like making a same day reservation and then yep. you, you're in control. <laughs> exactly. Um, I also with mobile ordering, ordering, I love the, um, I'm here trick. So mm-hmm. once you place an order on your phone through mobile ordering, it, it will, um, 
you'll, you'll say I'm here during your arrival time. And then they start to prepare it and they tell you what window to come pick it up in. Well, I have found that it actually takes a while once you say I'm here for your food to actually be there. So when I know that I'm, you know, just a few minutes away or I can like see it, I'll say I'm here. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I'm actually there, it is ready for me and uh, truly no waiting. I always do that. Yeah. (laughs) It's very helpful. It is. Um, some restaurants will have a walk-up wait list. So if you are hoping to get into maybe Space 220 or um, the lounge at Animal Kingdom, Nomad Lounge, then get there right as soon as it opens and get on that wait list early. And then hopefully you will be able to get in. Yeah. There's a few ways to save some money on food in the parks. One is to remember that you don't ever have to pay for water. So you can go up to any restaurant and get a cup of water. You can look into getting a kid's meal instead of an adult's meal. And you can also order an entree and, and ask them to skip the sides. Like if you don't want the fries or whatever comes with, they'll often take that off and knock a couple bucks off of your order. I didn't know you could do that. Actually. Yeah, right. I knew the other. I two, like the but fries, so I would never do that. But <laughs> me too. It's worth um, it. <laughs> and I think, even though, I don't know. I think a lot of people don't realize that you can bring food into the parks as well. I, yeah. I mean, some people do, obviously, but like, I think it surprises a lot of people that you're able to pack as much food basically as you can carry. Yeah. So, um. It really is handy. I always have snacks in the bag for my kids and bringing, and we bring water. Um, you can bring really anything as long as you don't bring alcohol or loose ice. Yep. So if, if you have a cooler pack, you can pack that up with as much food as you want. Um, and just make sure you have ice either in a Ziploc bag or have like ice packs instead of loose ice. Yeah. So. And there's so many great like cooler backpacks now that oh yeah make that really easy. So if your family's good with a bag lunch, like you will literally save hundreds over the course of your vacation hundreds. using this. <laughs> For sure. I, I'm debating doing that this summer for Timothy, actually, because he likes so little things that it's hard to yeah, plan ahead, yeah. but um, at least to have as a backup, you know, absolutely. And even so. just like one meal a day or what, you know, oh, yeah, every for little sure. bit helps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And also you can make your ADRs, advanced dining reservations right before park closing. So um, that can be a really great time to eat because then you get out into like an empty park, which is super cool. Um, one of my very favorite photos of Timothy was when we did that, we had a skipper canteen rest- reservation right at park closing. And this was back before the fireworks came back. So park closing was quite a bit earlier. Um, but we had like entire park to ourselves basically. Oh. So we got some awesome castle pictures, some awesome, like down main street pictures. It's kind of a, a nice way to like exit the park when it's not super crazy. Yeah. You feel like you have it all to yourself. You sure do. That kind of happens when you do a ride right before close too. You yes. tend to beat the yeah. crowds. So definitely that's a great one. Um, so this little hack has to do with rides and it's to remember that you can request a, a seat. Um, so you can ask to be on the front row of Everest or the back row of guardians of the galaxy, whatever you'd like. And again, it's, I guess it's up to the cast members discretion if they honor it, but it's definitely worth a shot. Yeah. And you might end up waiting longer Absolutely. to get in those things, but 
Another one I think a lot of people like to ask for is to sit in the middle of Soren so you don't see the leaning um, <laughs> Eiffel Tower. So, yeah. But I just like to take my chances and get excited <laughs> when I get <laughs> see if you're having a lucky day or not. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> All right. Uh- so we, we talk, talk about, about genie, yeah, the inevitable, <laughs> right? And we won't go crazy with genie hacks. We have our a whole episode on that that we would definitely suggest you listen to. But a few, a few fresh ones, and one is one that I tend to always forget. And when you are initially making your genie reservations, of course, you do that at seven a.m. And um, there's a lot of thought that at seven seventeen a.m. another batch of reservation times become available. So many people have had luck if they don't at seven, trying again at seven seventeen. <laughs> I did not know that. And getting what they want. So I'm learning a, a new hack. <laughs> right. Give it a try. Let us let us know if it works for you, but worth so a shot. Funny. Yeah. You know, they used to do something like that with fast passes. They would like release extra fast passes at a certain time. So I remember like setting my alarm and like doing that. And I was able to get two flight of passages in one day back wow, then. And I was wow. very impressed with myself. Yes. So. <laughs> That's so funny. I did not know that. Um, so when do you not need to get Genie Plus? We don't really think you need it at Animal Kingdom because really the biggest ride there is Flight of Passage, which is an individual lightning lane anyway. So you have to pay extra for it. And then if you really want to get on Everest and don't want to wait, there's that single rider line, which is awesome. So, and then you can rope drop the safari and then you're done Yeah, basically like the rest of the rides aren't going to be that long. So, um, yeah, I definitely don't think it's as necessary at animal kingdom for sure. Yeah. And I think if your family isn't super into the thrill rides, you are maybe less in need of having genie. Those tend to be the ones that generate the longest wait. So you can maybe skip it if you're not interested in those. Right. And also be sure to check the price for the day. If it's $15, um, that probably means that the crowds are going to be a little bit lower. So you might not even need it. So, you know, yeah. And if you get Genie, remember that there's other features on there that you have paid for as well, like the lenses and the filters. I'm always so mad when I forget because they're really (laughs) fun. And it's a great way to kill time in line is turning everybody into a Genie or seeing what villain you are. And so cute. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's I mean, my kids love it. So um, definitely take advantage of that. And there's those like audible stories on there as well, which I I'm I always forget about say those. I've never done, but either. They, they're probably great. So you can give that a try too. Yeah. And don't forget that you can now modify your reservation windows. So if something comes up or you need to change plans, you don't have to cancel anymore. You can just modify, which is really handy. Yeah. And your lightning lanes have a little bit of flexibility. You have a grace period. You can arrive five minutes before your reservation time and 15 minutes after, and you'll within 15 minutes after, and you'll still be able to get in there. Yep. Just don't go to any more than five minutes early because they will not let you on and they will turn you away and say to come back. Um, so some other hacks that I think are important and, oh, this first one, I really agree with you here. Only use one My Disney Experience account. Have one for your whole family. It's all login under one login, one password. It's um, it gets very confusing when there's multiple. Yeah. Um, and I've actually my husband has his own, and it 
it messed up stuff. We had to like have them. We got like, we had like duplicate people and all this stuff and it just was all crazy. So I had to call it, which is never fun to have to do. Um, I mean, they're lovely, but you know, the long wait. wait. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, just use one. You don't need to, you can both log in to the same one. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, if you're using the PhotoPass photographers, these are the photographers that are scattered throughout the parks that take pictures of you and then you can, you know, purchase. They almost always have magic shots and these are so fun. They I will magic shots. have you, you know, holding Tinkerbell or looking at Orange Bird or like you have that cute one of blowing confetti. Like they they change. Um, yeah. But they don't always, the photographers don't always offer it up or add it on, but you can always ask like, do you have mm-hmm. any magic shots? And then you're guaranteed to get that as part of your, your photos if they have it. All right. Um, so another hack is that you can you should pick your ticket start day carefully. So what we mean by that is that some days are cheaper and when you start on a certain day than another day. So um, we now have the available, you have the availability to look at the price for each day. And if starting on a Tuesday is cheaper than starting on a Wednesday, maybe you want to do that or, you know, on a Sunday instead of a Monday, um, just something to be aware of. It might help your costs go down just a little bit and every little bit helps. So definitely. So everybody knows that kids under two are free on airplanes, but did you know kids under three are free at Disney? This is so incredible. Like so awesome. It's kids are totally into it between the ages of two and three and they're completely free. That means that like the character dining experiences, that means in your hotel room, that means their park tickets. So you can save a bundle. For sure. Um, this one, I have a feeling I'll be utilizing a few times this summer, um, because for some reason, the older my son gets, the more nervous he gets about (laughs) rides, but, um, use rider swap. If you have a child or someone that does not want to ride, you can, um, go and it works differently at different rides, but you just tell them that you're going to rider swap and then they will have you go on the ride. And then, the other parent can go while they wait with the child. So, um, it's a great way for everybody to be able to ride and not have to wait in line twice. Um, and also make sure that your littles or those that are too nervous don't have to ride if they don't want to. So, or if they can't, this can really benefit the older sibling or the braver sibling, because they often get to go on twice then. So (laughs) yes, very Gavin really enjoys that. (laughs) Right. So does Owen. (laughs) So let's talk about some stroller hacks. Um, There's basically like stroller parking lots throughout the parks. And there's lots of strollers there, as you can imagine. And so many of them are very similar. So having like some sort of an identifier is really helpful. Kind of think of the black suitcase at the airport, you know, (laughs) yeah. which one's yours. So tying a balloon or a, you know, colorful ribbon, whatever. Um, it's also really important to not necessarily have any valuables in your stroller because mm-hmm. they are not really attended attended. So, yeah. you know, and unfortunately, you... even though you are at Disney, there are still people that are going to maybe not yeah. be Disney values and take them. So don't do that. Yes. And <laughs> that would be very sad. Very sad. And also plan that there could be rain. So, so often, especially in the summer months, there's, you know, a downpour in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And if you're 
stroller is out there and not covered with one of those little rain hats or the the shade open or something, like it's going to be very sad for your small child to sit in that puddle. (laughs) So make sure you cover it up. (laughs) Yeah. And then also on most of the transportations, you do need to fold up your stroller to get on. So making sure you have a stroller that you can easily kind of close up and, you know, maybe a bag so you don't have a zillion loose things in the under basket. That'll just Mm -hmm. save you a lot of time and stress. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So some souvenir hacks we have. Um, I love these. I do the, Mm -hmm. I've done all of them myself at some point or another, basically. Um, So some hacks are if your kids are young enough that they aren't going to really notice or care, bring some souvenirs from home, like go to your local five below or somewhere. A lot of those places have Disney items these days. Um, And then just like surprise when you get there or like put them on the bed or something for when you get back from the, the resort or from the parks. Um, it's definitely, definitely a uh, money saver for sure. Yeah. And if you have a car with you, um, checking the character warehouses in Orlando is an idea. You might find something great for a a significantly lower price than in the parks. Mm -hmm. And the Walmart that's near Disney is like a Disney store. It has a huge Disney section. Oh man. Like I could have spent some time in that Walmart. <laughs> we had to stop there because we need like poncho. I don't even remember, but my family was like eager to keep moving on and getting to like our hotel. And I just was like stalling, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like it was incredible. So yeah, man, they have a lot of Disney stuff, That's way awesome. more than our Milwaukee Walmart. <laughs> yeah. I don't think ours has that much. <laughs> um, also you can get shirts made on Etsy. So um, a lot of there's so many out there that do it. Um, or you can make your own if you have a cricket like we do. Um, that's definitely cheaper than buying in the parks. Um, obviously it's fun to get like a real one every once in a while, but if you, if you need to save some money, it's a great option. Definitely. Um, and also remember some of those cheaper collectible items, uh, things like pins or autographs or pressed pennies. Those are, souvenirs that your kids can be super excited about, but don't break the bank. Yeah. My kiddos love the press pennies and pins and autographs, mm-hmm. but press pennies are like a really big one with us. Yeah. So what about some hotel hacks? Oh yes, here they are. So, um, you can make a room request. A lot of people don't know that you can get pretty specific too. <laughs> it's funny. I've had clients that are like, we would like a corner room on this floor in this building. And I'm like, okay, sure. Worth a shot. <laughs> um, they will always, always, always tell you that it is not guaranteed. Um, it's a request, not a, not a guarantee, but um, if they happen to honor it, then you get what you want, which is great. So um, yeah. like, for example, I made the request last summer to have a large balcony for um, Beach Club because the small balconies are very adorable, but I want to sit out on my balcony and not just stand out there. So, yep. and you're not guaranteed a large balcony if you, even if you ask for it. So, but if you ask for it, you have a better chance than if you don't ask for it. So, definitely. Another thing is to choose hotels to minimize your transportation time. Mm-hmm. So, think about what parks you're going to be going to the most and you know, what, what days you might prefer to have a shorter, um, transfer time from the park to the hotel. And that may help you choose which resort would be best for you. Yeah. It makes a huge difference really. Um, 
Another one to consider would be getting into a deluxe resort for those extra late hours. Um, and it varies and just make sure you check, um, what those hours are going to be if it, and make sure you have your, the right park days and the right days and all yeah. of that. It's a little um, tricky to use that one, but it can be tricky, but you know, if it works out, it's, it's great. And then those extra hours are awesome. So, yeah. And lastly, you know, that Justin and I are huge, um, advocates for staying on site. Cause remember you do get those early hour perks. You get that bonus half hour. You get that 7 AM individual lightning lane reservation time where everybody else is getting it, um, at park opening and you get the free transportation around the whole resort. So, yeah. um, I think that's just the best way to simplify your Disney vacation. It really is. I mean, and oftentimes by the time you add up all the extra fees for staying off property, it's not not really saving you that much yep. and you're losing like time, which at Disney really is money. So Absolutely. <laughs> something to consider. All righty. Shall we look at some news? Yeah, we have a lot of stuff that um, came up. So Very really exciting. exciting. They did a, a early soft launch of Tron. So Tron's yeah. open as we speak. It's like so a, exciting. Is that like a week and a half ahead of schedule or something? Yeah, Two it's awesome. My, I know my clients that were going this week were very happy when Super I wrote pumped. them an email to let them know. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask them if they had any opportunity to get on there yet. But um, yeah, so that was exciting. So if you're there this week, then you got early access, hopefully. Um, and just remember that it may be available. <laughs> it seems like it is. And you, you just it have to try and get on that virtual queue. So yeah. <laughs> the virtual queue is at 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. So. You have to be in the park for the 1 p.m. And we have some construction news on the old Splash Mountain. So as we all know, that's going to become Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And a tiara-topped water tower is coming soon and will be placed on top of the mountain. I I need to see this. I can't wait. I'm like... (laughs) The little it's renderings a, looks look cute, and I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It's a, I'm sure it's going to look awesome, especially when it's all said and done. I'm just the transformation is always interesting to it see. Is. I feel like yes. Um, there is going to be some new character meet and greets, which I am very excited about. Uh, Moana is coming to Animal Kingdom on April April 22nd, just in time for the park's 25th anniversary, and she's going to be on Discovery Island. And then Figment is coming to the <laughs> Imagination Pavilion at Epcot this summer. I really hope he's there when I'm there. I'm like, I'm just, I will wait. I already told my son, sons, I'm going to wait in line for for Figment. No matter how long. I don't care how long drop I stand there. <laughs> so funny. And also Mirabelle is coming this fall to the fairy tale garden at magic kingdom. So some very popular, um, characters, which is awesome. I love it. I love all three of those characters. I'm really excited about that. Me too. too. And this news is amazing. Epcot transformation is finally going to be coming to an end. Woohoo! Just, I don't even remember what Epcot used to look like at this point. <laughs> like, either. did it always have black walls in the center? Like I truly like can hardly picture what it was before. So it's so normal to me that at this <laughs> yeah. point that it's like, Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm just so pumped. Uh, the journey of water inspired by Moana is going to open this fall. 
the Communicore Hall, which is going to be in World Celebration. This is going to be sort of a center for the festivals and a place to meet Mickey and Minnie. That's going to open up. Um, this is going to be the host of the Walt Disney World Disney 100 celebration. And I think above everything, I love the looks of this new fireworks show that's I'm coming. I'm very excited. They um, they said it's going to be a new nighttime spectacular with a dazzling display of fireworks, lasers, music, and light. The new spectacular will remind us that we are more alike than different, connecting our hearts together as one. Oh, <laughs> I love they Disney. show like a little heart in the fireworks. I know. In the I'm so excited. Like, oh, this sounds right up our alley. <laughs> I, I so wish it was going to be there for this summer, but alas, <laughs> I don't think it is. I get to see Epcot no, forever again. That's okay. <laughs> it's, it's coming and we'll, you'll get there eventually. I will. I'll make sure to take a trip for it. <laughs> so well, our, our tip of the week is to go ahead and rewind this episode, listen, listen to it again. again, take out a notebook and jot down the ahas so that you have them for your next trip. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> well, you need to go get ready for your trip and we need to wrap this up. So I think that does it for our show today. Are you looking to book a vacation? We would love to help you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Simplifying the Magic, or you can email us at simplifyingthemagic at gmail.com. We are here to help answer questions, give advice, or just to say hi. So take the trip because there is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And your next vacation is just a dream away. See you next week. Bye. Bye.